Good evening, and welcome to the, no the special meeting on November 20th, 2023 of the Sacramento Ethics Commission. The meeting is now called to order. Will the clerk please call the roll to establish a quorum? Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Adams? Present. Commissioner Velasquez? Present. Vice Chair Ng is absent. And Chair Underwood? Present. Thank you, we have quorum. I would like to remind members of the public that if you would like to speak on an agenda item, please turn in a speaker slip when the item begins. You will have two minutes to speak once you are called on. After the first speaker, we will no longer accept speaker slips. We will now proceed with today's agenda. And there is only one item on the agenda, on the discussion calendar, which is um, a hearing related to a complaint before the commission. So I am now going to separately call the hearing to order. The hearing is called to order on Monday, November 20th, 2023. We are gathered in Sacramento, California. The hearing is to address a complaint before the Sacramento Ethics Commission alleging a violation of campaign contribution limits and campaign spending limits by council member Katie Valenzuela. This hearing will be run in accordance with the Brown Act, the Sacramento Sunshine Ordinance, and the Sacramento Ethics Commission procedures. The hearing is being recorded by the city clerk. A quorum of the Ethics Commission is present. I would now like others in the room to identify themselves for the record. We will start with commission staff and the independent evaluator. Jacob Redberg, administrative analyst, the office of the city clerk. And I'm Mindy Cuppy, the city clerk. Council, oh, Gary Lindsay, Council for the Commission. Stephen Miller, Evaluator for the Commission. Now I would ask if present, the respondent, as well as her representative, identify themselves for the record. Good evening, Katie Valenzuela, the respondent. All right, we have anybody else? No, that's it. Um, we have a copy of the independent evaluators report, which has been publicly posted in accordance with commission procedures. We have timely received the respondent's written response on October 19th, 2023, which was well before 72 hours before today's hearing. And that has automatically become part of the hearing record. We have not received any submittals from the public. Is that correct? That is correct. Ordinarily, the hearing will be split into two parts. The structure of the hearing will be as follows. First, the commission will consider whether any violation of the Sacramento Municipal Code occurred. Commissioners may ask questions of the complainant. Each respondent, the complainant's not here, is he? I do not, uh, they do not appear to be in chambers. Okay. Well, the respondent, the witnesses, and the evaluator. Um, 
All testimony shall be under oath or affirmation. Uh, we could have asked the city council to issue a subpoena compelling witnesses, but we didn't need to do that. The order of witnesses will be as follows. The independent evaluator will present his report. Um, the city clerk will present her graphic um, depiction of the ordinance. The respondent will then have an opportunity to be heard and present other evidence. The commission may receive relevant testimony from other witnesses, but the commission may exclude any would-be witness at the commission's discretion with the concurrence of the city attorney. After the completion of all testimony, the commission will receive public comment, if any. Second, if it determines that a violation occurred, the commission will determine what, if any, enforcement action it may wish to take. With that introduction, I would like to invite independent evaluator Stephen Miller of Hanson Bridget to present the evaluator's report. <coughs> oh, and I have to administer the oath to you. Ready? Do you swear or affirm that the testimony you will provide along with any evidence you submit, are the truth and nothing but the truth. I do. Thank you. Good evening, commissioners. Uh, Stephen Miller uh, with Hanson Bridget as your evaluator. Um, I think I'm going to try and give you a, quite a short report this evening um, in light of the history of this matter. Um, the commission met last month to conduct a hearing on a complaint against a candidate for mayor, Dr. Kofer, regarding the city's aggregate contribution limit and the question of whether the off-election year period to which that aggregated aggregation, aggregate contribution limit uh, applies should be understood to end on April 1st, 2023, uh, even though the municipal code states that it ends on June 30th, 2023. Um, as you may remember, after hearing this matter last month, the commission determined that sufficient evidence did not exist to establish that Dr. Kofer had evaluated, had, had violated the municipal code, and so it dismissed the matter. This complaint, similar to last month's complaint, alleges that council member Katie Valenzuela accepted contributions before June 30th, 2023, in the amount of $39,960.37, and that is $5,960.37 more than the municipal code's limit of $34,000 that a, uh, a candidate for city council, city council may accept during the off-election year period. This allegation concerns the exact same issues under the municipal code as last month's complaint, including in particular the tricky issue of how to understand the explicit language in the municipal code that seems to state that the off-election year period ends on June 30th. Uh, given the Commission's actions last month, it doesn't seem uh, practical or helpful for me to repeat my recitation of the analysis. Um, I'd just like to share with you one particular difference between the, this matter and the Dr. Kofer matter that you may find important uh, and, and make your life, your, your job uh, a little easier this evening. Um, and I wanted to share that difference with you. I mean, this is uh, a difference that Councilmember Valenzuela raised in her 
uh, supplemental response to the evaluator report last month. Uh, Council Val Valenzuela, Council Member Valenzuela, sorry, uh, asserts that there is a section of the municipal code that applies to her status as an incumbent council member that therefore did not apply to Dr. Kofer. Um, the definition in the municipal code of the off-election year that we discussed last month includes the following cryptic statement that we did not discuss last month, and I'm going to read it slowly. It states, quote, if a candidate for city elective office receives a majority of votes cast in the primary election, the period from the first date of the month immediately following the month of the primary election through December 31st of that year is considered an off-election year for that candidate. Clear? Perfectly clear to everybody? Um, Councilmember Valenzuela suggests that because she won a primary election in her last run for council in March 2020 by more than a majority, the 2024 off-election year period for her and not for anyone else, in particular Dr. Kofer, uh, ended on April 1st, 2023, before she collected contributions in excess of the contribution limit. Um, I confess to being a bit skeptical that the municipal code should be read to support Council Member Valenzuela's interpretation, which is why I didn't include it in my report last month. Um, but given that the, the commission found that Dr. Kofer had not violated the off-election year period, this additional definitional word salad would seem to make it even easier to reach the same conclusion with regards to Councilmember Valenzuela. Um, last month, the city clerk and the, uh, uh, indicated that she and the city attorney were working together once these matters were concluded to recommend some updates to the municipal code to clear up the issues we've been talking about. And I, I hope and, and recommend through the commission that that uh, effort includes the part of the definition that I just read out loud into the record as well. Um, but in any event, given the commission's uh, actions last month and the additional uh, fact and uh, provision raised by Councilmember Valenzuela, uh, the recommendation in my written report no longer seems really that practical. Um, in order to be equitable to Councilmember Valenzuela and consistent with the Commission's own actions, I therefore recommend that the Commission find that sufficient evidence does not exist to find, uh, to establish that a violation has occurred here, and I recommend that you dismiss the matter with no further action. And that concludes my report, and I'm happy to take any questions. I'm sorry, could you repeat the last thing you said? My, my recommendation? Just before your recommendation. Um, I'm not sure exactly what I said, but uh, I, I think what I said was that in order for this commission to be equitable to Councilmember Valenzuela and not reach a conclusion that's on the same facts at odds with the conclusion you reached last month, um, I'm recommending that you, along the lines of what you did last month, find that sufficient evidence does not exist to establish that a violation occurred here. Is that Thank you. Yes, I think that, that, that was what I said. What I missed. Yep. Okay. Does are there any questions for Mr. Milley? No. Okay. Thank you. Mr. Thank Millie. you. Um,
Madam Clerk, I think this would be a good time for you to present your graphic illustration of the code sections. Thank you. Ephraim, would you put up the presentation, please? Thank you. Um, so I was trying to attempt to make this visually explain what happened. So typically there's a biannual update of the campaign finance contribution amounts um, in the municipal code. So typically what happens is we adjust for the primary election and they bounce back between March and June. So in this instance, there was an oversight and that was not updated. So the March and June um, uh, go back and forth um, did not happen. So the code is inherently in, in, inaccurate. In one place it says one thing, in one place it says the other. And so um, as the, um, was mentioned by our independent evaluator, we will be updating that code. Um, but I thought it best to finish this process before we did that. So it's a simple update. Um, I, so if you look at the image um, in the yellow box, um, that's where the discrepancy lies, is because the code says in one place that it's in April, and in the other place it's, it's later. Um, and then I also did concurrently um, speak to the city attorney's office because a violation of this code um, could lead to a, min, uh, a misdemeanor. So I asked the city attorney's office to opine on if they would pursue legal action. Um, and the conclusion from that memo was, um, and I'll read um, directly from that memo, it would be inequitable to pursue action against persons who have been caught in the campaign contribution limits codes trap for the unweary using sound prosecutorial discretion and in the interest of justice, the city attorney's office will not pursue any criminal action against council member Valenzuela. Thank you. Any questions for Ms. Tepe? No. Thank you. Can I make a comment? I just want to thank you um, for that graph that you've um, provided to us since last month because um, that makes everything clear as day for me. So I just, that's all I wanted to say is thank you very much. I'm a visual person, so thank you. Thank you. I thought it was extremely helpful. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now the respondent may make a statement and provide evidence if desired, and I have to administer the oath to you. Do you, Council Member Valenzuela, do you swear or affirm that the testimony you will provide, along with any evidence you submit, are the truth and nothing but the truth? I do. And thank you all for making time to hear this matter on what is otherwise a holiday week. I appreciate your energy here and won't add anything to my um, to what was said by the evaluator other than my gratitude for this being considered in light of the previous decision that the commission just made um, and also, uh, you know, just yeah, uh, looking forward to correcting the code, um, but we'll note for the record, as it was noted in the report, that I will probably abstain from any votes regarding my own election period coming up, so that doesn't seem weird to folks when we correct why I might abstain when I'm currently a candidate. That would be influenced by a change being made to the code. I don't think that's proper, um, but that's all. In case you have any questions for me, I'm happy to answer them. My recollection, and I read this all a month ago when we thought you were going to be on the agenda, mm -hmm. is that you did actually return the amount that was over the apparent limit. Is that correct? That is, that is correct. Anybody else questions? No questions? Thank you very much. Okay. 
Okay, are there any witnesses that have indicated a request to speak? I have no other witnesses, Chair. And is there any public comment from a member of the public? Thank you, Chair. I do have one speaker slip uh, from a member of the public in chambers, uh, Mr. Stephen Barassa. You'll have two minutes, and I think it'll show up there. So, you know, we take elections very seriously, especially after 2020, and, uh, you know, the, the enforcement, this is potentially, I mean, clearly this uh, rule was violated, or the code was violated by going over the amount, and under 213180A, the person has to be willfully or knowingly commit this. And so I can see why Katie Valenzuela is doing this argument. Oh, I didn't know, I didn't understand, I was confused. But it's really not very believable. And then she says, oh, all the staff, nobody knew, it was really confusing. And then you have this item on page five of the report, you know, saying the off election year period, basically it was the same for the last 10 years except for 2020. It started January 1st and ended June 30th on page five. So I don't see how this is so confusing. And, and of course, 2020 was probably the COVID year changing things around. And then she, and then she continues to you know, continue to make it seem less of a serious offense by going, well, you know, half of, these, you know, half of this overage, we, we can't verify what the dates are. But then are you claiming that those amounts were all paid in cash, those contributions, or were there canceled checks that could reveal a date? So I'm concerned about that. I'm really concerned about the grievous amount COFER raised, you know, over five times the statutory limit. That, and I don't know, I didn't study what the results of that hearing was. Those are my only concerns. Thank you. I, I do think more should be made than just, oh, we'll just dismiss it. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for your comment. All right. Public comment is now closed. So now is the time for commission discussion or comment. At first, I guess we should um, have a motion to receive the end. What? Oh, Gary. Yeah, yes, if I may, Gary Lindsay, counsel for the commission. I just wanted to, on this particular matter, make a comment with respect to uh, Commissioner Ng, who was here at the last regular meeting when this was on calendar. She um, let it be known at that hearing that she was gonna recuse herself with respect to this matter, I wanted to be out there, at least from the city attorney's office, um, the opinion that she should not be penalized for not being here as far as today when this is the only discussion matter given that she's already previously um, let it be known that she would have to recuse herself and she had intended to do so in uh, at the regular meeting previously. I just know that um, attendance can be an issue or it can be held usually against someone during the commission. Uh, any particular board and commission, I don't think it would be appropriate in this particular instance. Thank you. Um, in fact, because it was because she recused herself from the hearing against Council Member Valenzuela that we weren't able to hear it last month because Commissioner Adams was absent. And so without Commissioner Ng, we didn't have a quorum. So we had to um, schedule this special meeting. And here we are. Um, so we need to uh, have a motion to receive the independent evaluators report, if somebody would like to make that motion. 
I'll move to accept the independent evaluator's report. Okay, second. I'll second. I don't have a microphone. Oh, you can't turn I've on. messed with my screen. I don't know how to get back to it. Okay, Jacob will. It doesn't do anything now. Okay, Jacob turned you. I second the motion to receive the evaluator's report. Okay, so um, all in favor? Aye. Aye. All right, the evaluator's report is received. Um, so now we have a discussion about the actual um, complaint and what action we want to take. Does anybody want to go first? If I can, sure. um, since I was not present at the last meeting, I did review the um, recording of the meeting after it became available to the public, um, as well as this morning in preparation for this. And I will say just going through and hearing the different reasoning that went behind uh, what the commission determined, um, everything aligns for this. So I, I if you know it's the will of this group, I would, uh, would support a motion to apply that same precedent um, to this case in which um, the motion would be, and I'm not sure if you want to take motions um, yet, but the motion would be to um, find that there was no violation um, of the ethics laws. Okay, well you can make the motion and we will still have a discussion about it. So, I will let the discussion and then okay. make the motion. Commissioner Velasquez. Can you mic me, mic me up? Um, so just wanted to discuss a couple of the things of, of um, where I'm coming from. For the, the, the hearing that we had, I don't know if hearing's the right word, but for the discussion last month that we had on um, the doctor, uh, there was uh, documentation that they had their uh, campaign or their office had made multiple contact or attempted to make co multiple contact with the clerk's, the city clerk's office um, and still had not received a clear um, definition or clear uh, or clarification. And I didn't ask um, Katie Valenzuela or her office um, this time about that just because it, it, it just boils down to um, what's, on, what's on the codes and where it says here and where it says there. So even without those um, documentations of attempting to clarify, I don't think that would make much of a difference because at the end of the day, um, it says two different things on in, in these two areas. Um, for me and my job every day, I have to look at when, when I make a decision, where does it say that? Um, I'm looking on DOL website, Department of Labor websites, I'm looking at different and whatever decision I make, it's got to be substantiated in writing. Um, and here we have in writing where the two codes are. Um, and we can assume somebody's intention, but that's we can't prove that. Um, and then Valenzuela returned the money. She didn't have to, but she did that in good faith. I'm sorry, I'm referring to you as she. I'm old school. Um, so, and whether or not that's what we've done for 10 years or five years or 20 years. Um, again, going back to my own experience when um, with my job or any job that I'm doing, just because we did something last year doesn't mean that that's the process this year. We're always referring back to what's written, what's the policy, not what's the typical practice. Because for, for my experiences, when should something go to court, 
somebody's got to be able to substantiate that decision. So I go back to what's in writing. I will say that it, in the record there is evidence about um, Councilmember Valenzuela inquiring of the clerk's office and talking to another council member, May Vang, I believe, and trying to get it all figured out. So there was definitely um, extensive effort to try to figure it out, and I think that's already in here. So. We don't need testimony on it today, although if you have anything you want it, no, okay. To me, and I said, the, last month I was really torn when I first got here before I heard all the evidence, but ultimately what convinced me was this graphic that the city clerk put together and that period, it's not still up there, but the, the period in the yellow box when it was both the off-election period and the primary election period. I just don't see how it could be both of those things. And the independent evaluator in his report said that it could be both of those things because they serve different purposes. And then I asked him to elaborate on that and I still wasn't convinced that that made any sense. So, so that was what it boiled down to for me, that. It, it can't be two things at once. It's either one or the other. And you know, the clerk's office said that this was a mistake. It was a clerical error that they didn't change it um, the way they had the last time the election was held early. Because that's what this is all about, the fact that um, California has moved our primary election up earlier this year so that we can have an impact on the presidential primaries, the presidential nominating procedure. And so as a result, California, uh, of California moving it up, of course Sacramento had to move it up in line with the rest of the state and, and then the state wasn't changed. So, I mean, I, I think to me it's clear that that was just an error and that it should have been considered the primary election period. That's all I have. <laughs> any more comments by any, either of you? I'll just reiterate um, the precedent that was decided last time was sound and it's applicable to this um, case. So I am in agreement with what was decided upon. So do you want to make a motion? I will, but the words are not necessarily the same on this. Uh, so I'm going to, please let me know if I'm not wording it correctly, um, but to, or if it is, I just haven't found it, um, make a motion to. I think it's this paragraph. Yes, adopt a motion, a resolution finding that sufficient evidence does not exist to establish that a violation occurred and order that the complaint be dismissed. Thank you. Is your mic on? No. Oh, now it is. I second. Okay. So we have a motion and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay. So um, what else do I have to do? Anything? I don't, in, in all these notes, I don't see what else I need to do. <laughs> or are we done? 
Chair, you'll need to officially close the hearing. Okay. I can do that. <laughs> All right. Having reached a conclusion and voted and unanimously decided to dismiss the complaint, I will now close the hearing. I know it feels weird because it's not a full meeting. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, we still do have uh, commissioner comments. Oh. oh, oh, so that was closing the hearing <laughs> and not closing the meeting. Does any so we have commissioner comments, ideas, and questions? Oh, I, I do have a comment. Are we, um, I don't know when um, evaluator Miller, did I get that right? Uh, mentioned about the not the word, the the phrase that. What uh, Katie Valenzuela mentioned earlier about the primary election, the votes of the primary election, is, uh, do we need to be involved with that, or is that something that you guys are, are will implement into the changes? Or uh, so I th believe you're referring to the municipal code that covers campaign finance, um, and my office will handle updating the code. Okay, so they'll be the, those two parts. Correct. Okay. Commissioner Adams. I see that the oh. attorney has. Oh, I'm sorry. Mr. Lindsay, did you want to speak or is that left over oh. from before? My apologies. I pushed the wrong button. Oh, okay. Commissioner Adams. In thinking about this uh, meeting and preparation for it, I was curious if there would be an ability on the Ethics Commission webpage to archive um, the. I would say maybe separate from how the, or, or something that's more distinct than how the meetings are recorded, but something that archives the hearing. So it'll be easy to refer back to hearings that may have um, similar questions um, being considered um, or, or such. I, uh, you know, just working, you know, with, with courts, I enjoy being able to go somewhere and find all the court opinions and, and things like that um, to search through, but I'm not sure if um, there's something like that that would be easy to sort of filter instead of going through every uh, ethics commission meeting until you find the meeting in which there was a hearing. So um, we have what we call CCM, our content management system. So on our website, you can search for resolutions. And so you just adopted a resolution um, stating that there was not sufficient evidence. And so that resolution, you would find it uh, where you search for city council resolutions. And so you could drill down that way with, um, so that's all the ethics commission's legal opinions. Is it the documented written portions or is it the video portions as well? Um, so the resolution, you could search for that under our legislative documents, but the video would be archived just as we do normal commission meetings, correct? So someone would have to look at the resolution, see the date, and then go look for That's the video. Correct. Okay. If, um, if I may, to actually to... Um, um, Commissioner Adams' question also, on the city's website, as far as meetings in general, not just the city councils, but with, if you click on the link for the Ethics Commission, where it'll come up the history, you can do keyword searches also um, to pull up more than one meeting that has the same keyword search. Or, for instance, say the um, ordinance section at issue, that sort of thing. Thank you. Thank you both. So. 
I have another, I, I should probably just watch one of the videos. Uh, so if somebody was looking for a specific resolution in a normal meeting and, you know, normally you'd have to sit through the hour and a half of it, is there, I think we do, in between agendas, items, there's a page that we say, okay, now this is what we're going to discuss. Is it show, um, like um, before we're discussing that item, is it show, okay, item four. So when somebody's scrolling through, they can go right to that. Uh, yes, we do. So if you uh, look back on the, um, the previous agenda pages, uh, we have each item and speaker indexed. Um, so um, after this meeting, once it's up, you can see that um, you can jump right to this first item here. It'll it'll skip right to it as opposed to having to um, sit through the whole you video. Sit, sit through roll call and, okay. and all of that. Okay. Okay. Just curious. You started it. So. Okay. Anything else? Um, this is our last meeting of the year, and te oh. technically the last meeting of. Commissioner Velasquez's term and my oh, term. Oh, yeah. um, you can be reappointed. I don't. I can't because of term limits. Mm -hmm. But this is the end of our terms. Oh. So um, I just wanted to say how great it's been to be on the Ethics Commission for the past six years, and to work with everybody who's been on it, both of you and all the other people, past and present. And um, looking forward to seeing what comes next. Are you going to be watching us from your home on the computer? I think I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so if there's no other business, I think we can adjourn the meeting. It's now 6.04 p.m. Meeting is adjourned. Thank you.